guys, welcome to Rambling Roy's, a podcast where we seek to see how Jesus intersects our everyday lives. I'm Amanda. And I'm Nicholas. <laughs> I'm Josh. I still don't like that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Nope. Deflake in 2020. Listen, when y'all can come up with something other than Deflategate to talk about, I'm here. Mm. How's your morning been, Amanda? It's been pretty good. Um, um, pretty chill. It's on my second cup of coffee. Just been hanging out, doing some computer work. How about y'all? How has your morning been? I'm on my first cup of coffee. Nice. Big one. It's a big one, though. That's a that's a monument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost if you, you guys can't see my coffee cup, obviously, but like it almost is like a little soup bowl. It's almost oh. big enough. Yeah. Those are the best kind of coffee cups. I'm on How about you, Nicholas? Zero, my zero cup of coffee. You need some coffee. I know. I ate frosted mini wheats, so. though. Mm. They're chocolate ones. Mm. Which made me think wow. of coffee flavored frosted mini wheats. Yo. It's kind of like a cream and sugar type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frosted mini wheats, like a coffee flavor. Get some caffeine in there. Yeah. Mm. That'd be great to give kids. <laughs> nope. Sugar, you got some caffeine in there. They're ready to go. Send them off to a camp or something. Oh, uh, no. No. I'm that out with this idea. What camp is going on right now, Nick? What camp is there camp going on? They're getting shut down because they all get COVID, but yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going on for now. Yikes. Send them with the COVID, with the caffeine, with the sugar. COVID and the mm-hmm. caffeine. So that, that it. raises. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. What I don't know if I know. What is you guys' favorite cereal? Ooh. Oh goodness! I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Go, Amanda. I'm an old lady at heart when it comes to cereal. I <laughs> my favorite cereal is just Bran Flakes. Bran Flakes? Huh? Was that? Did that get started with? Um... Raisin Bran. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Who started that in your family? Who do you know Lynn. who gave you Raisin Bran? Shout out Lynn. It's her birthday today. It okay. is. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Lynn. Lynn. Uh, probably won't be your birthday when you listen to this, but happy birthday still. <laughs> it's always your birthday. You know, when, so <laughs> really random. But when I was at RUF assessment, obviously, like, it's a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, to be assessed for a job, right? As uh, Amanda and Nick know, being assessed to be interns, but uh, you have to go through assessment to be before you can um, be in RUF as a campus minister. And for some reason, my pump up song, like the night before assessment, and then the night of like after the first day of assessment, was by this boy band that I forgot the, their name, uh, but the title of the song was "Party Like It's Not Your Birthday." And that was like, um, that that was my jam. It's five seconds of summer. Yeah, I don't don't remember. Yeah, I trust you on that. But like this line is like, party like it's not. Party like it's not your birthday. Where did we leave off? Um, I was wrong. It was not five seconds of summer. It was, um, what did I say? All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. Oh, All-Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
party like it's not your birthday. But Nick, you never told us what your favorite cereal is. I don't. That's hard to pick. I mean, I'm a huge fan of cereals, mm. so it's hard to pick. I really like um, the peanut butter chocolate flavor of Reese's Puffs. Reese's mm. Puffs. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Um, Frosted Mini Wheats is is just a go to. Both chocolate and normal, and the strawberry one's okay too. Um, Lucky Charms, it's a classic. Mm. Also, really like uh, Wheaties. Mm. There's too many to pick from. I can't be mm. put on the spot like that. Mm. Yeah, I'm Josh, like- what's your favorite? Yeah, I don't think I can pick one. So we had uh, we had a campus ministry retreat a few weeks ago, and our area coordinator got like a bunch of like just super sugary cereals. Yes. Uh, to have his, we had some healthy breakfast options, but he got a bunch of super sugary cereals, and it was just great comfort food. And so I just I just made the choice at the beginning of the time. I was like, you know what? Every morning, maybe I get a little yogurt, but I am going for the sugary cereals. I'm going to treat myself. And so I got. Um, I think every day I did Fruit Loops, a oh, bowl of Fruit Loops, yes. and a bowl of Lucky Charms, and I felt like I was back in the early '90s, you know, about ready to jam out, watch my cartoons. I'm gonna see one of the Fruit Loops birds. Man, did you that TikTok? <laughs> he did not bring me to this fine resort. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Fruit Loops is definitely up there. So for fans of Fruit Loops, I have Fruit Loops Pop-Tarts that Mm. taste exactly like Fruit Loops cereal. Do they really? It's exactly like it. Mm. Are you going to have, you can have one of those leftover Thursday afternoon? I should. Okay. I should. Send me a little bite. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Send me a bite. (laughs) You want to bite your hand I'm uncomfy. <laughs> this gave me a bite, like really caught me off guard. <laughs> oh man. Mm. So, what are we talking about today, guys? That's a good question. What are we talking, talking about, about today? <laughs> so, today we're talking about sola gratia. What does that mean, Amanda? Grace alone. Oh, a scholar. (laughs) And as we have been doing, we are comparing it to an episode of The Office to try to understand more, try to relate more, because we are children that only watch The Office. So, yeah, we need that. Um, What's our episode today, Amanda, that we're, or the... The idea something that happens. The idea. Yeah. Um, we're going off of the episode where Dwight tells Michael that he's going to the dentist and he's actually having a meeting with Jan to like talk crap about Michael and say, like, I'd be a better boss. And um (laughs) when uh Dwight comes back, Michael starts like or Michael gets a call from Jan and is told like that this happened and he goes to Dwight and he's like what's your dentist's name 
<laughs> Toy says his dentist's name is Krentis. Um, and so like the point of this is that um Dwight loses um Michael's like faith and grace in him and he's only able to earn it back by like doing Michael's laundry or something like that. And like that's not how Jesus's grace works. And so yeah. Right. Like Dwight screws over Michael, goes behind his back, um, you know, goes to Jan and uh, Michael offers him a cheap grace, you know, a grace that that has to be earned, even though he says, like, I forgive you, but there's still like a string attached. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a cheap grace where um our grace that we get through Jesus is not cheap and we don't have to earn it. So thinking about that grace, um, like we did last week, Josh, historically, where does that, that doctrine of by grace alone come from? Yeah. And so going, this all goes back again to the, the reformation in 16th century Europe, uh, where the reformers were dealing with, uh, the context of the European church of their day, where they mentioned last time, uh, people were running around saying that, well, there are these other mediators who would help you in salvation, whether it's like Mary, the saints, the Pope. Um, but there's also this system basically of like kind of buying God's favor called indulgences, where you could literally buy kind of these things that were saying like, well, you're forgiven of X, Y, and Z sins, or maybe you're, relatives who are in purgatory get punished less in purgatory or something. Uh, and there are also these ideas of uh, just that we have to be righteous to a certain level in ourselves, cooperating with God for God to say that we're in right relationship with him. And the reformers, uh, because they had the benefit of, in part, going back to the original languages of the Bible, which had kind of been lost, uh, went back to the original language of the Bible in the Greek and reading the New Testament, like, wait a second, like the Bible says that salvation, that right relationship with God, the promise of eternal life is a free gift uh, that is by grace alone, by God's undeserved favor alone. And because it's undeserved, it's also this no strings attached gift to be received simply by faith. We'll talk about by faith more next time, but there are a couple of classic passages I just want to draw you guys' attention to that you can read on your own later, but uh, that talk about salvation being by grace alone. And one is in Ephesians 2, uh, at verse 8, the Apostle Paul writes, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And that's the heart of this idea of salvation by grace, that it isn't something that we do. It's not us pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Uh, it's not anybody else being involved, but it's simply what he says at the end of verse eight. It's the gift of God. And that part of this uh, is to give all the glory and the praise of salvation to God, that God is the, the one who saves us. And that's something we'll talk about at the end of this little series is how all of these aspects of salvation that the reformers recovered kind of build up to saying, all of our lives are about living our lives to the glory of God alone, 
and not living for ourselves or for like human ideologies or anything like that. Second passage I want to point out that has a related idea is in Philippians chapter three. Um, and at verse five, actually at verse four, the apostle Paul talks about all of these other forms of identity that he used to boast in before uh, he trusted in Jesus. Uh, and he said ver- at verse four, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh. Um, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, in the flesh I have more. He talks about how he was circumcised, the tribe that he belonged to, um, how he knows all this stuff about the law. But then at verse seven, he says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And then at verse nine, he says um, that I might be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes through the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And it's, I think this is kind of like a biographical way that Paul fleshes out. What does it look like for salvation to be a gift? He's saying, well, look, I have all these human accolades that I could point to that can make me look like a good person, a person who could be deserving, quote unquote, of God's favor. And actually all of those things are nothing before God ultimately. And what I need is the free gift of God in Jesus. And I need to be defined by that free gift and ultimately by nothing else in terms of what we really depend on to be right with God and to find hope uh, and freedom in life. So that's kind of a quick rundown of like where salvation by grace alone comes from historically and a couple of really like key places we find it in the Bible. But I would say it's all throughout the Bible. And it's a big part of the story that ties the Bible together from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at, you know, um, you mentioned a few passages, but, um, you know, when we look at any doctrine, we need to, to have it based on scripture and not just on what we think. So were there any more, you know, passages where this is, you know, scripturally based that you wanted to bring up? Yeah. I mean, I think you even go, uh, there could be so many places, but like you go to the very beginning of the Bible, you look at, um, uh, Genesis three after the man and the woman sin against God. And, uh, at the end of the passage, verse 21, God makes garments of skins for them and clothes them after they've, they've sinned and they've realized that they're naked and they're ashamed of it. And God clothes them. It's this thing that God didn't have to do that. Like there's a scenario where the man and the woman sin and God's like, all right, you guys are done. I'm giving up. The, the human experiment, eh, I'm not going to waste my time with that. But God shows them grace this gift by clothing them and providing for them and still pursuing them. And you see that start to play out in the rest of the book of Genesis as God calls um, Abraham to himself, uh, as God later on calls the people of Israel to himself in the Exodus, which becomes the book of Exodus gives us this big kind of foundational story for the rest of the Bible of God um, choosing to love this group of people who are in bondage and God liberating them and delivering them. And that becomes something that points ahead to what Jesus does in the gospels of bringing what's the good news of salvation, but this message of freedom and forgiveness, taking people from bondage to sin and redeeming them. 
uh, that Jesus takes up in his ministry. So those are some like bigger picture, like big, like narrative chunks of the Bible to go to. But I think that kind of highlights how it's grace is all the way woven through the Bible. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Amanda, do you have anything to add on that? Do you need more coffee? I do need more coffee, actually. Um, <clears throat> I almost got up and poured myself a cup a second ago, but I didn't. Mm, self-restraint. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I guess we'll get into this later on, but like the idea of just like grace alone is just like so freeing and like it just makes like salvation not a competition. Mm. Yeah, yeah say, say, say a little bit more about that for us. Um, cause if we had to do everything and like we had to earn our salvation based on our good works or our merit or whatever, it would be just like a competition to see like, who's the better person who deserves salvation more, who like, why does Betty Sue over there deserve salvation more than me when I, <laughs> wait, who? <laughs> when... That's a great name. Did you say Betty Sue? Yeah. Are there people still named that? I don't They're still know. out there. They're still out there. They're still out there. We're in the South. Anything is possible. Um, But why does she deserve salvation more if I tithe 15% of my money and she only tithes 8% or I help the homeless four times a week and she only helps the homeless once a week. Why does she deserve it? And like all this stuff. So it just makes it freeing understanding that like we get to do all those things because we have this free gift of grace and salvation. That's a really good point. I don't think I've ever thought about it in like a competition kind of way, like deserving it more than someone else. That might be your healthy, your (laughs) healthy nine coming out. You revert to your three, you know, you like the competition, competition, (laughs) y'all. I really hate competition, but then I get like weirdly competitive when it is a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such an important, important point. Cause like so much of, um, I think like our American culture and, and especially like college culture too, is about like competition and comparison, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so this idea that obviously like the big thing is like we're forgiven of our sins by God when we don't deserve it is the core idea of salvation by grace alone. But part of the personal punch is in this world where think so much is about competition and comparison. We can have a sense of self that's actually rooted in, well, I can know God really loves me. God has really offered and given me this free gift that I didn't win a competition to earn. And uh, I can't fail so big that this gift is not offered to me anymore. Um, That can make a a huge difference for how we think of ourselves and how we think about failure. And um, just even we don't measure up to our own expectations or the expectations of other people in our lives. We can have this assurance. Well, God has really given himself and God really loves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that Betty Sue. <laughs> Listen, I looked at the wall and that was the first name that came to my head. The gospel is for Betty Sue too. It is. So I have a quick question. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Classic small group icebreaker question, by the way. Mm. That used to be one of my it. faves. For I should a while. do it. Hmm. I don't know, Amanda. Do you have a quick response to that one? 
Um, normally I do, but I really, I don't know. I guess my first thought was reading minds, but also like, I don't really want to know what people are thinking. Yeah. That's too much work. Yeah. So not reading minds. <laughs> <laughs> not even too much work, but like it would make me so self-conscious. Uh, yeah. I already know my own mind. I don't, yeah. don't want to have other people's <laughs> minds in my head too. Mm. Well, it's kind of weird. Like thinking about it after the pandemic, I feel like changes changes it a little mm-hmm. bit somehow. I don't really know why. It just like it hits the question hits me a little different. Hmm. I I would want to make a COVID nineteen vaccine if I could have that superpower. Ooh. Oh well. One with no side effects. No side effects. No, it's the perfect <laughs> vaccine. It's got like ninety five percent effectiveness. Ninety five percent. So that it would be more than measles. Apparently, measles is ninety two percent effective. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why herd immunity is so important. That's a whole different topic. Mm. Um. <laughs> Welcome to our COVID nineteen podcast. Uh, Doctor Fauci is going to be joining us later. I hear he's going to he's going to throw baseball with us. I want you to know that this is the kind of conversation path that josh and i take on our one-on-ones <laughs> we'll talk about something and be like oh one question and then dive down a rabbit hole about like herd immunity welcome to our one-on-ones yes <laughs> welcome to the ruf epidemiologist <laughs> um, what, what would be your my... go ahead sorry Amanda. i think my actual answer would be teleportation oh mm. i was gonna say that too that's well i wasn't gonna say that that was like my second but I would want to fly. It's pretty easy. Just it would be so cool to just fly. You can go see whatever you want. I mean, you could teleport there and see it, but could you see it from above? Crazy. Mm. Sure, if I teleport myself to an airplane. That's true. You can teleport yourself to an airplane or the middle of the sky. Ooh, wouldn't you just fall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have like a parachute. But can't you teleport yourself somewhere else before you hit the ground? Oh, wow. That's a fun idea. That would be interesting. Let's invent teleportation. Mm. Let's do it. I have to say, like an actual superhero type thing, I would go, um, I don't know if this is actually superhero type thing, time travel. I think that'd be really cool. I was going to say that too. That's Mm. a good one. Mm. I don't want to time travel. Unless we're going to go to the future. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the future. Amanda doesn't want to go back, way back. All right. So, yeah, I think if we if we join forces, we would have <laughs> we would be great. unstoppable. We'd have a Justice League. <laughs> yeah. So, last question: Thinking about sola gratia, what? Why does it matter to us in our everyday lives? Why does it matter? Yeah, we've already kind of hit on that, but. Yeah, I guess kind of recap. I guess one thing maybe to think about is um, do we actually think that sin matters? I mean, uh, somebody wrote a book. There's a psychologist who wrote a book like 30 years ago called Whatever Happened to Sin? Um, and I think it's it's a touchy subject, obviously, because nobody uh, – like the ways that sometimes people have been branded as sinners just to, you know – manipulate or exclude people uh, have been hurtful in the way that theology has been abused sometimes. But uh, if we take the Bible seriously, we have to take sin seriously. 
and I think it's a question of like, do we actually get how serious sin is and how much of a problem it is, how much it actually keeps us from God, the eternal consequences of it, the consequences of it for just actually being able to live a meaningful life. And it's only kind of when we contrast how bad sin is in light of how perfect and loving and holy God is and how much of a problem that is for us that we fall short of that, that we really realize how great grace is, right? That in the midst of our sinfulness, God has decided to pursue us and to offer us this free gift of salvation and to actually to make that effective in the lives of his people. Um, and if we stop to think about that, how great that love is um, and how undeserved it is, it should really leave, leave us with a sense of awe um, and a sense of like a deeper assurance of being able to know God's love that in the face of our sin, God would still choose to pursue us and to love us. And then I think like that has cascading effects down the lines. We think about the world of competition and comparison and thinking about, you know, all the different ways we can struggle with uh, self-image and self-worth um, of being able to find the answers to those questions in light of God's grace. I like it. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So last question. If you had five children, would you name them after the five solas? <laughs> yes. Yes. You'd have grace no. and faith. Those are like normal names. Then you'd have scripture. Conscript. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> You're scrippy. <laughs> You're scrippy. Yeah. Come here, but... children. <laughs> let's children, go let's fun. go outside and have fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us again this week. If you have any comments or you want to uh, test anything we said or correct anything we've said or <laughs> challenge us, um, you can find us at rambling underscore Roy's on Instagram. Uh, you can go on our podcast and make sure you're getting notified when there's a new episode up so you can listen to it right when it comes up and you can be the first. Subscribe. And you can win all of the free things we give away, which is nothing. But look for that in the future. There might be free things in the future. So Our contact yeah. information is also in the description if y'all have any questions, comments, or whatever. Um, so yeah. As always, uh, leave an honest five-star review and remember to have a dumb blessed day solely deo gloria <laughs>